2: It's Thursday, the 4th of February. Hi, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. We are going to have details on a three-day weather warning that you definitely need to know about a little bit later on in the episode. But first up today, we're going to be chatting about mental health. If you didn't already know, it's time to talk day, and the Kent Online podcast has been told it's never been more important to speak out about how we're all feeling. We're being encouraged to get in touch with friends, family or colleagues too to see how they're coping as lockdown continues. Research by the Time to Change campaign has found that 40% of us here in the southeast have felt the need to take time away from work or school during the pandemic. Zoe Hazel lives in Ramsgate and has been telling Lucy how it's affected her.
1: The hardest thing has been the isolation. I suffer with depression as well as other things so um, not being able to get out and see my friends um not having really any structure to my day has been quite difficult and um, it kind of feeds the necessity to stay in bed and not get up and <laughs> you know it, it's hard to fight against it when there's nothing to fight with yeah absolutely and I, I think a lot of people are struggling like
0: you say the routine that perhaps they had before has just totally gone
1: yeah absolutely um and also um, with my borderline personality disorder, not being able to see my friends, like it kind of feeds that, oh, you know, they don't really like you. <laughs> you know, they're just pretending to be your friend. And it, it can be quite difficult when you can't, you know, everyone says reach out, but when you can't go around for a cup of tea with your friend, like it does make it a little bit more difficult. Um I have definitely been using things like using to keep in contact, but it's you know it's not quite the same,
0: yeah, definitely. I mean a lot of us getting used to using video chats for for work or for family friends, um but yeah, like you say you don't you don't get the same kind of personal contacts, do you and has that been something that you struggled with?
1: Yeah, definitely, and I'm you know, I'm a hugger, <laughs> so um I miss that you know personal contact definitely. You know, and also like the anxiety to go out has been harder. Like, um, so I, you know, I suffer with social anxiety, so you know, getting myself out the front door is always a challenge. But when the, you know, when there's a pandam- pandemic on, it's like, um, you know, if you go out, you're going to catch COVID. <laughs> so you know, it just makes it that little bit harder. And Ish has been speaking to
2: Joe lockran who's the director of Time to Change
1: more people will be
0: experiencing a mental health problem for the first time. They may well need some professional help, but actually what we know that helps uh, enormously is being able to talk to friends, to family and to colleagues, and that that might be the first thing that just helps to um, enable people to reach out for help and support if they need it. Um, And that's why this is such an important day.
1: Do you think there is a better understanding of mental health now and why it's so important to speak out, considering the, the year that we've all just gone through?
0: Exactly. it been an incredibly difficult year for everybody. I think there's definitely an appreciation of the fact that more people will be experiencing mental health problems and maybe more sympathy to that. And over the last sort of 14 years that Time to Change have been about, We've always been about changing the kind of dial on mental health to really encourage people that it's okay to talk about it and to reach out for help and support if and when they need it. And right now that's more important than ever. Again, um, in the Southeast, when we asked people, you know, what was it that could stop you from getting help and support? People talked about being isolated from their kind of support network. They talked about worrying about other people's problems so they didn't want to add their own. And they talked about the fact that the isolation and and the lockdown meant that they weren't getting the same kind of face-to-face time that they might normally have had. So what it tells us is that this is a a really important um, key date to encourage people to reach out and to have those conversations.
1: Absolutely, I mean that feeling of isolation is so prevalent right now. We are obviously in a third national lockdown, so Mm -hmm. how do we overcome that and actually encourage people to speak out when we can't go out and really socialize with anyone?
0: Well, the the key theme for this year's Time to Talk Day is the power of small. And it's really easy to forget the fact that that tiny thing that we do that maybe is about sending a text can mean an enormous amount to somebody if they're struggling. So we know that we can't see people face to face, but it's even more important that we are reaching out um, and talking to each other about how we're feeling and what's going on for us. We know that we want to encourage people um, to do that without the uh, premise that they have to fix everything. They don't have to be the expert, but having that one tiny piece of action that people take on today and for the rest of the year can make all the difference to people
2: where you can find loads of information and advice on where to get support on the Time to Change website if you just Google for the information. And at Kent Online this week, we've also been running stories on Children's Mental Health Week, which runs until Sunday. All of those stories contain links on where to access support. Kent Online reports. The family of a Dartford woman who died before seeing her abusive boyfriend jailed for attacking her say she's been denied justice. Gemma Robinson suffered a fractured eye socket and was left covered in bruises during just one attack that happened in November 2019. 34-year-old Joseph Faulkner, who now lives in St Leonard's, has been locked up for just over three years. Gemma took her own life last summer. Her sister Kirsty and dad Tony have been speaking outside court. I saw the
3: after effects of what he'd done to my sister because... I looked after her for a week after he'd done that. You know, she couldn't eat properly. She was eating for a straw, crying at night with nightmares of, you know, flashbacks of what he'd done. Um, And then after then, you know, she was just never herself, a shell of herself, couldn't be on her own. Um, You know, she had two children that she looked after solely by herself. You know, she struggled to to get up most mornings um, because, you know, she was struggling to sleep at night. Um, you know, she wasn't eating properly, Not generally not looking after herself, um, you know, many times I see her just crying, melting down. And obviously you've come out to talk today to, you know, represent her you show know, your support and your love for her. In terms of the sentence, because obviously it was GBH, you know, three years, how, I don't I don't want to cause any upset, but you know, you can there's no justice in the world, is there really? There's no justice. I find that sentencing uh, disgusting, but quite embarrassing as well, to be honest. How can he only get that with what he's done, not just what he's done, now after what she's done, which is because of him, because of her mental health, and that's what they've not included the damage to her mental well-being. All they've all they've looked into is the damage that he'd done when he beat her up with her face, which obviously she did recover in the end, but she did never well, mentally, recovered mentally did. to why she's done what she's she done. She took her own life.
2: A man life. is fighting for his life in a London hospital after being stabbed in Maidstone. A second man is also thought to have been injured in Week Street last night, but left before emergency crews arrived. Three men have been arrested and it's thought the victim and suspects were known to each other. A man and his dog have been killed after being hit by a car near Folkestone. The 79-year-old was walking his pet along New Dover Road when it happened near the junction with Helena Road in Capel Fernet yesterday. Meantime, a coroner's ruled the death of a 16-year-old girl who was hit by a car in Sittingbourne was a tragic accident. Ellie Payne was knocked down while crossing at traffic lights on the A2 last November. Again, Cinema has opened as a COVID-19 vaccination centre as part of the mass rollout programme. Jabs are being administered at the Odeon in Maidstone after they teamed up with an online pharmacy. Eligible patients will be contacted by the NHS to book an appointment. Meantime, a helpline's been set up in Swale to make it easier for people there who are clinically extremely vulnerable to get their COVID vaccine jab. It's been run by the council for residents in Sittingbourne, Sheerness and Faversham who need help with transport you can find the details at kent online
0: the kent online podcast with serenity parks
2: The man in charge of overseeing Kent's police force is involved in a meeting this afternoon as he hopes to get approval to plans to take on more officers. Matthew Scott wants to do it by increasing the amount we contribute to the force via our council tax and will face questions from a crime panel. Well, the police commissioner is hoping to up their share of the bill by £1.25 a month or £15 a year for an average band D home. Here's what he had to say ahead of the meeting. Next year I want to recruit another 145 police officers for Kent so that we can engage better with our schools, that we can shut down more county lines, the police can be more visible on our streets and we can improve crime investigation. I think for £1.25 extra per month residents would support that deal. We conducted a survey of residents before Christmas which showed us there was three quarters support for this proposal because they could see they were getting something extra in return for their council tax. And we'll have an update on that crime panel meeting and hear more from Matthew Scott in tomorrow's podcast. Now, important news, as I promised, on the weather warning that's in place for Kent then. It's for snow and ice and comes into force at midday on Saturday and doesn't end until midnight on Monday. At the moment, the Met Office is saying it could cause travel disruption and we should take extra care on any untreated roads or pavements, which might be slippery. We will, of course, keep you updated on this story at Kent Online, but you can also tune in to our sister radio station, KMFM, to hear weather and travel updates throughout the day. A traveller site near Canterbury, which has almost trebled in size illegally, now faces being dismantled. Owners of Moat Farm in Fordwich installed 37 motorhomes on Stopmarsh Road without getting planning permission. The City Council has rejected officially recognising it and says it'll consider the way forward if the site continues to be used. There's some confusion over whether Aldi plan to shut their city centre store in Canterbury. The supermarket site in Reams Way has been put on the market for rent and will be available when their new shop opens on Sturry Road. However, the company have said they have no plans to close the existing supermarket but are reviewing their options. A mystery 19th century shipwreck off the Kent coast has been granted government protection. The unidentified vessel lies off the Goodwin Sands near Deal and Sandwich. The contents are now protected by law following advice from historic England, but recreational divers can still visit it. And a large section of the White Cliffs of Dover has collapsed into the sea. At Kent Online, you can see a video recorded near Samphire Ho yesterday. A spokesman for Getlink, which owns the site and is near the Eurotunnel terminal. Says it shouldn't have any impact.
1: Kent online sport
2: cricket and sadly Kent Zach Crawley has been ruled out of England's first two tests against India because of an injury. Captain Joe Root has been telling us what happened.
3: Real freak incident where you know walking out the change room slipped over uh, and, and landed on his wrist. So um, hard for him to take, especially off the back of you know trying to get as, as... Best prepared as possible for this series. I'll
2: have to find someone else to replace him as number three batsman. The first match in the series gets underway tomorrow. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app to get access to all of KM Group's newspapers. To do it, just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.